my property richer Everybody love her We done came up I'm a sparking off unorthodox They don't feel the name but they say the music dope dope Everybody love her We done came up I'm a sparking off unorthodox On the regular Hey everybody and welcome to the BA Podcast, it's your co-host James with Jake, episode 122, Championship Sunday Review. Jake, happy Tuesday, how's it going? You know, it's going great, it's Tuesday, start of a new week, Um, but it's January, we're here to carry this year, and I'm excited to talk about these games and some other stuff as well. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, updated record for the games that happened this past weekend. I am seven and five with one game left to go, and Jake is ten and two with one game left to go. Um, Jake, how, what are your thoughts on our records? I'm pretty happy with my records, even though I should have picked. I I knew I should pick the Chiefs, but I wanted the Bills to be different. Um, I did get the Bucks game right, so I'm happy about that. But I should be twelve and zero. That's what the losers say. But yeah, you should definitely be 12-0, but you were not. Um, but let's talk about the first game that happened on Sunday, which was the Packers versus the Bucks. I picked the Packers, you picked the Bucks, like you said. Um, notes I have here, I'm just going to uh, spew these three out real quick. Holy Playoff Lenny, Holy Scotty Miller, and Holy Mike Evans. Um, those don't know, uh, Leonard Fournette had a massive TD run uh, in the game. Scotty Miller had a crazy grab for a touchdown and also did uh, Mike Evans um, I, both those t- TDs I'm pretty sure over uh, Kevin King uh, the Packers cornerback um, it is what it is though um, so uh, the biggest thing here was the um, the, the P.I. <coughs> right Jake uh, with like two minutes left in the game who um, was also called on Kevin King what are your thoughts on that flag it is a flag. It is a penalty, but they didn't call it all game. And the call on that play, the biggest play of the game, even though the call was right and it was a penalty, they hadn't called that all game. But I, I'm guessing in that instance, you had to call that as a penalty. But if I'm a Packers fan, I understand why they're angry because it hasn't been called all game. It's fourth. It's what third down, biggest play of the game. Season's on the line. Then it gets called, so I would be a little bit upset if I was a Packers fan, but it was the right call. Yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely the right call. Um, you can say that you know, all game long it's been ha- it was happening, but I think with the spotlight, with the two minutes left in Green Bay um, defense trying to hold the Bucks, I think Kevin King made it a little too obvious, um, grabbing uh, the white uh, undershirt. You know, it's going to be stretchy, right? So it's going to be obvious. Obviously, all game long, we've seen other stills of, you know, uh, Buccaneers cornerbacks holding onto jerseys and stuff like that. Um, but when you make it obvious, especially that obvious, um, it's going to get called. And I mean, it's the right call. Like you said, I definitely agree. And then, you know, you can definitely say that, you know, uh, like you said, Packers fans not being happy that even, you know, not being called all game. And then, you know, with the most precious moment defensive wise, um, you need to make a stop. 
that happens, you know, kind of sucks for Green Bay. Well, let's move on to the question that I had for, uh, well, both of us really, uh, last uh, episode, and who will have more passing yards uh, in Rodgers or Brady? Um, I think Rodgers threw for like 350 yards, and then they both tied for three TDs, so they both uh, heavy offensive game, um, but Brady did throw three interceptions. You could see that Green Bay, I mean, one off the deflection, another one off uh, Jerry Alexander, I think had two picks this game. Um, had a beautiful one as well. Um, but then Rodgers also had his one interception. So, I mean, uh, I think what who won the turnover battle on this side? Because, I mean, that's what we were talking about as well. I don't know. Like, on who's I think the Packers did. Most. Um, I just want to make sure what it was. You said it was the Packers, you said? Yeah, it was three turnovers to two, I think. Yeah, three overs to two. But I think the biggest thing is that um, the Bucks' offensive line kept Brady on his feet. He was only sacked once, while um, Aaron Rodgers was sacked five times. Um, I have here, Billy, Billy Turner was not in at left tackle. Um, they really missed David Bakhtiari here, uh, which sucks. I mean, obviously, like, you know, that's a huge different ma- difference maker, you know, in taking five sacks to one. And then, obviously, like I said, um, turnover battle. I mean, Green Bay won, but the poor coaching cost them the game, really. Obviously, the biggest thing here was kicking the field goal instead of kicking it, instead of uh, going for it. Um, for now, Jake, what are your thoughts? Do you, do you think Rodgers should have ran it? I don't on think that he... Third, on that third and seven, I think, on that third and seven. I don't think he would have scored, but he would have got a couple more yards to make it an easier fourth down decision. So I think he should have run a little bit. Yeah, I think I agree. I was talking to someone on Twitter about this too um, quite possibly um, there is Jason Pierre-Paul was following him right um, that was probably the closest defender to him that could have had a better angle and then you had these two defenders on a wide receiver who I think were just frozen who wanted to cover the wide receiver and didn't want to uh, and didn't have any assignment on covering Aaron Rodgers and I think I, I definitely agree with what you said it might not be a touchdown but maybe he gets to the two and that's a more manageable uh fourth and goal than it would be from a, a third and seven from what they were at, right? So um, I think he should have ran it, but obviously that's all you know in the past now. Um, also threw in a double coverage um, on what he was looking at for a touchdown, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, but one thing here, Tom Brady now has the same NFC championships as Breeze, Rogers, and Jimmy G. Hmm. Wink, wink, smiley face. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, um, the Bucks uh, move on to uh, play in the Super Bowl. They are going to be playing in their own home stadium on February seventh. But Jake, why don't we talk about the second game that happened and who's going to be following them to the Super Bowl? And that's the Bills versus Chiefs. I picked the Chiefs, and Jake's like Jake said, Jake <laughs> picked the Bills this game. Um, the Bills kind of look good from the start. Uh, I'll give them that credit. I think they were up um, for a little bit there. They even had some uh, some turnovers go their way, and a Michael Hardman uh, fumble on a punt that took him to uh, deep in Chiefs territory, and they scored off that turnover. Um, but at one point, it's when the Chiefs get hot, they just get so hot. They get they're they're so streaky, right? In which. Um, once Pat Mahomes gets on it, he's just going to go off. Um, and I, my little note here was that the Chiefs were back, um, LOL. And then 
Tyreek Hill, I think on a just on a on a crossing route on the right uh, from left to right, he's just so damn fast. No one could catch him. Um, so it's absolutely insane on how well this Chiefs offense is. Um, there was almost a time where the Bills could have came back. Uh, they did recover an onside kick, which was kind of cool to see. Uh, they tried it for the second time, that they didn't get it. Um, but yeah. Uh, again, I mean, we talked about it last podcast. Josh Allen is going to have to make the throws that he missed in the game prior. Um, but again, there were some missed throws that he he had to uh, get to his receivers that he just couldn't get to. Obviously, the, there was a lot more running. I mean, Josh Allen was the main provider on the run game. He had 88 yards. Uh, he did have two TDs, but he was also sacked four times. Um, Cole Beasley was playing on a broken fibula. I think that's what we've seen. Yep. Um, that's absolutely insane. And then uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, somewhat pedestrian from what he's been uh, producing this uh, up to this game. Uh, he was only held to seven, 77 yards on six catches. Um, while on the other team, Tyreek Hill had nine catches for 172 yards. Travis Kelsey had 13 catches for 118 yards, and he had two TDs. Uh, and Michael Hardman also had a touchdown as well. Jake, what are your thoughts on this game? You think the Buc- you think the Bills are a year away? You think they're gonna be back here next year? Or are the Chiefs just that good that they just you know they're just that good to be going to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think they're a year away. But the issue with that is that there's someone in their conference who's better and they have a better quarterback and a better player, and that's Patrick Mahomes. And he's not going anywhere anytime soon, I don't believe. So even though they're even though they are a year away. They might be they might be like the second best team in the NFL next year, but the Chiefs are gonna be the best team in the NFL. And it's gonna be kind of it's like in a way the Rockets versus Warriors. Where the Rockets were great, they were always a great great team, but there was a team that was a little bit better than them and they couldn't get over the hump. That I think that might be what's happening to the Bills. Even though Josh Allen's great, Patrick Mahomes is better. And they have a better coach too. Yeah, um, again, with this game, same situation. Field goals aren't going to win you games. Um, there are just times where you just need to go for it uh, and, you know, get a touchdown. And uh, we saw that Sean McDermott also just kicking field goals during this game was not going to help their cause in <coughs> winning the game. Um, well, I mean, that's really it for the Chiefs and Bills game. Jake, do you have anything else to add? About? Nope. Yeah. Nothing to add for, about this, but Bucks versus Chiefs right, well, let's move on. should be a good game. Yeah, Super Bowl February 7th, Bucks first Chiefs. Um, we'll have our Super Bowl preview coming out. Um, probably once Super Bowl week comes in, we'll probably, probably have a, a week off with the Pro Bowl Madden shit. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about something else that's uh, occurring in this offseason. It's the quarterback carousel um, with, I mean, these four QBs that you could say that are, you know, who want to be moved, who are possible trade targets for other teams. Um just putting out the names out here. It's Watson, Stafford. It's uh, Deshaun Watson, Matthew Stafford, Carson Wentz, and Aaron Rodgers. Um, obviously, there's been talks, but um, we'll see what happens. Jake, why don't you take over from here? Yep, so for the four quarterbacks, as we said, Deshaun Watson. So we'll go through all of them and talk about their cap hits, most likely teams, if they're a Niners target, and most likely trade. If they do get traded, what the trades would be. So first team... I mean, the first quarterback, actually. 
in the first team. The Texans have a quarterback named Deshaun Watson, who is very unhappy with the situation there. Um, so his his, his uh, contract for if he gets traded is this. Well, the contract he recently signed, an extension, was a four-year, $156 million contract. Um, I don't think he's played a single season of that yet. I think the first year that happens is in 2021. <coughs> so his cap hit for 2021 is 15.5. Is fifteen million nine? It's wait a minute. Is fifteen point nine four million dollars? So that's not a lot for a quarterback, especially for a really good quarterback. That cap hit, but if they do trade him, his dead cap, which means that it counts against the salary caps that got rid of him, would be sixty seven point one four million dollars. That's a lot of money. That basically means that he's a $67 million player if you get rid of him, which would destroy their cap. But the Texans aren't going to be good for a while, so they might you know, want to rebuild and do that. Um, so it saves them no money. and So it is a net cap hit of negative $51.2 million if they get rid of him, which is a lot of money, don't you think? Yeah, that is definitely a lot of money. I definitely agree with that. So that so that's fifty one point two million if they get rid of him for the cap hit. Um, so is he a 49ers target? I say yes. However, I have a reason why they will not be able to get him. But before that, James, what's your? Do you believe he's a Niners target? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think he's a Niners target. Um, definitely a guy that you can see scheming up with Shanahan in that offense. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts, Jake? Yeah, so I do think he's a target, but. They very. They literally have. If he wants to go to the Dolphins, um, they have no shot. The Niners in a bidding war. The Dolphins have two first-round picks this year. Pick three, which was the Texans' pick that they traded in a deal for Larry Tunsil two years ago. Dolphins also have pick eighteen. They have a. They have two second-round picks, and they have a first pick, first-round pick next year, and they have a quarterback named Tua who they can trade. Although I'm not the highest on Tua, we know that, but. If the Dolphins want to get involved, they outbid the Niners easily. If the Jets want to get involved, they have two and nineteen or two and twenty or something like that. Though, that's a better deal than what the Niners can ever offer. So for me, he is a target, but they won't. They, there's no shot they get him because he'll be outbid in the bidding war. Um, so my most likely team is the Miami Dolphins. I think he'll want to go to Miami. Miami's very close to making the playoffs. They get a top quarterback like Deshaun Watson. They could be in the mix for, you know, an AFC Championship game, but it will be tough because they have the Chiefs and the Bills to go against. But my most likely team is the Dolphins for Deshaun Watson. And uh, James, what's your most likely team? Um, I think it's uh, also the Dolphins. I mean, you could say the Jets as well. Um, but I think with the capital that um, the Dolphins have, like you said, you already stated the first, the two first, and then you know. And having a, a relatively young quarterback into a being able to throw that him into the mix to, um, you know, let the Texans have you know quarterback get back who was with, uh, who was also picked in the first round but you know we've seen him not play so well, um, but yeah I definitely agree with the Dolphins pick, um, the draft capital that they have they they are able to spend on that obviously um, the question here is that do they have the weapons over in Miami for Deshaun. Obviously, they have Devontae Parker, they have Mike Gusecki, Um, but, but prior to all of this talk, I remember us talking about how the Dolphins were going to 
absolutely reload their offensive weapons in this draft and you know jamar chase Devontae smith whoever they wanted to pick at three but um with all those picks going away we'll see how the offense uh would go with deshaun watson there in miami but i still think it's the probably the most likely spot um obviously he's i think i, I don't know if he's actually gone out there and stated that he wanted to go to miami um but it's Definitely, definitely a spot that you, you could definitely see Deshaun Watson uh, going to for sure. Yeah. So the thing about the draft picks is that yeah, it will, it will be you know tough to deal with. I mean, tough to get, tough to part with. But you're getting a top five quarterback, and although that might not help you get you know young uh, pieces for the offense in free agency, there's going to be a good amount of receivers this year. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be available. Say what you want, but he's going to be available. I think Will Fuller's a free agent, even though he's suspended for a couple of games for next season. Um, Kenny Galladay is a free agent. Uh, then they have a bunch of, you know, Aaron Jones is a free agent who's a running back who they can get to help the running back game, the running game. Um, Zach Ertz that they want to have a second tight end, stuff like that. Um, so they they can do that. Um, I'm trying to see what their cap hit is, or how much salary space they have. So right now they have twenty five million dollars in cap space, um, but there there are moves that they can make to get more money. Uh, they can release a couple of guys who don't play as much, so that can add more money there. But we'll see what happens there. But if he if Watson does get traded to the Dolphins, I have a trade proposal. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, sure. So Deshaun Watson will be. Tra- here's my here's my proposal. I'm not a I'm not a genius, even though I did get the Bucks game right, so I kind of am. But my deal is this, and tell me this is too much. It's not going to be, but it might be for some people. Likely deal: Watson to the Dolphins for 2021 first round pick, number third third overall in the draft, a 2021 first round pick, number 18 overall in the draft, a 2020 second, a 2022 first round pick, a 2022 second round pick. And Tua will be going to the Texans for Deshaun Watson. What do you think about that? Yeah, I thought we went over that already, but um, yeah, I think it's I think it's fine. Obviously, you're getting a top uh, a top ten quarterback back on Deshaun Watson, so I, I think it's completely fine. Yeah, so that's the deal I have there, and we didn't we talked about the picks they have, but that was the exact deal. Which Texans get a good deal, but yes. Now moving on, Aaron Rodgers. Um, this one I think is a little bit unlikely for this season, and there's absolutely no shot this is going to happen. But Aaron Rodgers has a four-year, $134 million deal. He has a potential out in the contract in 2022 when they say like $21 million in cap space. So he might play one more year and get cut then. Um, his cap hit for 2021 is $37.52 million. Dead cap is $31.556 million. Uh, so you, they do save some money if they cut him. They won't cut him, though, but they do save some money. They trade him as well. It's a net cap hit of $5.964 million. Um, is he a 49ers target? Yes, but there's no way in hell we get to dealt to San Francisco. And this is a, this is the player where you can't trade him in the same conference, especially to a team who you, you can't trade Aaron Rodgers in the same conference. You just can't do it. Yeah, I agree. I think he's just too much of a talent, obviously. And then why would the Packers trade it to the Niners? Yeah. Uh, a team who the Niners have 
just absolutely massacred in the playoffs. Um, so why would they ever do that? It's probably uh, you, hey Rogers, tell us what your teams want to be. If the Niners are on the list, they're gonna be like, no, that's one that's very, that's one name we're gonna cross off right there, yeah. right then and there. We're not gonna trade you there whatsoever. So I definitely agree with that. Um, so yeah, I think it's out of conference. So I definitely see him go to AFC if they do indeed do that, which I don't think they do. Uh, I definitely yeah. agree with uh, you saying they wait a year. Um, but I think the thing is here is that um, um, what's been developing is that he does want a new contract after an MVP season. Um, so we'll see what Green Bay does with that um, this offseason. Um, but yeah, I think he stays. Um, but I think you have here a, a, another likely team. If they if he yes. does get traded, Jake, why don't you talk about that? So, yeah, so the most likely team he's going to be on next year is the Packers. I don't see him going. But I do have a wild card team for us, and this one's kind of juicy. Pause. How about this deal? Well, the team actually is the, the team is the Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguars with Urban Meyer, who you know wants to win now. He doesn't want to do a rebuild stuff. He wants to win now and get to the playoffs now. So, will what 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 would you do if this happened? The Jaguars offer the first overall pick in the draft for Aaron Rodgers. Leading the way from the Jaguars to draft, I mean, for the Packers to draft Trevor Lawrence. Meanwhile, dealing Aaron Rodgers to the Jaguars to play under Urban Meyer to try to get into a Super Bowl year one. Um, I think it's interesting. Um, will it happen? Probably not. Uh, if you're the Packers, you probably ask for a lot more than just the one. Obviously, uh, there's more to be dealt, right? But um, I think I, I kind of like the offense over there in in Jacksonville. Um, there's some pretty good receiver. DJ Chark uh, is uh, is pretty good. They have James Robinson, who's an undrafted rookie free agent, uh, who undrafted rookie um, running back this year. He had out, I think, 1,100 scrimmage yards, which is which is cool to see. And then um, yeah, I think. There are obviously other teams, but I kind of like that. That's kind of that's kind of that's kind of interesting. Obviously, with the first pick, right? I mean, with the Packers drafting the quarterback in the first round last year, Jordan Love, but we've seen some stuff where he's not really either ready or capable as of right now. And then if they do get the most polished quarterback in the draft class, and like you said, Trevor Lawrence, that'd be really really interesting, especially if Urban Meyer, like you said, wants to win right now uh, in Jacksonville. Yeah. So. You can make the case that the Jaguars have a better all-around, you know, skill guy, talent. They have better skill, talent than what the Packers do. Um, I'm not saying they have anyone better than Devontae Adams, but Aaron Jones is a free agent, so they only have Devontae Adams. They don't have another receiver. Don't really have a. They have a good tight end. They, actually, they do have a good tight end. But the, he's, he's a he's a restricted free agent, Robert Tunyon. Is. Yeah, the Jaguars just have you know DJ Shark, um, Lavisca Chanel. Um, they have a ton of weapons. They have, you know, D.D. Westbrook as well. They have James Robinson. So that could be a good move for them. But I don't think that's going to happen. But it is fun to think about. Next quarterback, though. And this one we can spend 20 seconds on because I don't want him at all. This one is Carson Wentz. Uh, he signed a four-year four year contract, $128 million is his contract right now. They have potential out in 2022 where the dead cap would be $24 million. But they would save some money there. But for 2021, his cap hit is 34 point is 34.673 
million dollars a season, and his dead cap is fifty nine point two two million dollars a season. So if they get rid of him this season, they save no money. They have a bad cap. They have a bad cap scenario right now. Anyways, so that'll be a net cap hit of negative twenty four point five four seven million dollars, which basically means he's staying. And also, if you hire offensive coach to be your new, if you hire offensive coordinator to be your new coach. His number one job is to fix Carson Wentz. So I think he's staying. Uh, he's not a 49ers target to me, no. And the most likely team that he's going to stay with next year is the Eagles because the new coach was hired specifically to fix Carson Wentz. And if he does that, the new the new coach is looked at as a genius. It happened with, you know, Adam Gase with Peyton Manning. You know, that's Peyton Manning. But it happens a lot with these coaches that, you know, supposedly fix a quarterback and they get all these new jobs and they're looked at as geniuses. Um, it's kind of happening with Arthur Smith in Tennessee when he kind of, you know, fixed Ryan Tannehill. Um, but yeah, but after 2021 for Carson Wentz, he's not going to trade this year, but 2022 more likely. And any, every year after that, it, the dead cap goes down and down. Uh, so they're going to give him one more year, I think, and see what happens after that. But the goal for the new coach is to fix him, and I don't think he's going to be a trade target. Yeah, I think it's definitely to fix him, but also provide, um, weapons around him obviously they did go um well i've made a mock draft already uh, we'll be talking about that uh, uh soon enough um and i think they'll do in the first round um but yeah providing weapons to carson Wentz, in which he direly needs yeah. to throw to i don't even think that was a word i don't even think that was english but um he's he's receivers um obviously obviously uh What's his name was hurt a majority of the last season. Fuck. Uh, Alshon. Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey was hurt. I think he's a free uh, agent too. He's a free agent. You know, he didn't really do much. Uh, Jalen Rieger uh, was their uh, first round pick or yeah, yeah first, first round yeah. pick uh, last year. They drafted him um, over Justin. Jefferson he hasn't really done much. Too. He was also he was also hurt. Uh, they drafted Dejarisiga Whiteside. Not good. Um, not good. At all, <laughs> so they need a lot of help. Also, Zach Ertz is a free agent this year, so it's gonna be iffy for over there in the Eagles and Philly yeah. and stuff like that. And then you know, also, I mean, they do have Miles Sanders and Dallas they have, Garter. They have Boston Scott. Um, they have a solid run game, I feel like, but um, obviously Miles Miles Sanders was also hurt. Um, so we'll see how they do in Philly and figure it out. Uh, especially with uh, Doug Peterson out and then new coach in. So we'll see how that goes. And plus, the, when Wentz was at his best is when he had Frank Reich as, uh, as his offensive coordinator. He went on to the Colts. Uh, but the offensive coordinator who was on the Colts, you know, probably is going to take the, the Colts' offensive coordinator, who's now the coach for the Eagles, is probably going to take what he's known from that offense and bring it to Carson Wentz and put him in the best scenario possible. Um, but knowing the Eagles, they'll draft the receiver. But it'll be the, right, it'll be the wrong one because they messed out on – DK Metcalf, they drafted J.J. Arcega-Whiteside over him. They drafted Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson, over Brandon Ayuk, over, you know, um, the the um, the Bengals receiver, uh, T. Higgins, T. Higgins. Claypool, they drafted over him. So, But I thought it wasn't really a coach issue with the Eagles. I thought it was more of a GM needed to be fired. But they decided to fire the coach and keep the GM, even though the GM has not drafted a pro bowler in about, I think, seven years. Um, kind of like Trent Baalke in a way, but not as cancerous, but somewhat cancerous. But yeah, so Carson Wentz is going nowhere, and I don't want him in the Niners because I don't think he's that good. Moving on. Now this guy, 
this came out recently, but his name is Matt Stafford. Um, he's looking to get traded from the Lions after, I think, what, a decade or 12 years there where he's only been in the playoffs three times, lost every time. But not his fault. They wasted his career in there. Um, the Lions, in his whole entire career, the Lions had, I believe, a 100-yard rusher in a game 11 times. In his decade, more than a decade career, 11 times. That's 176 games, 11 rushers over 100 yards in a single game. You know how inept that is? And also, James, do you know the only 1,000-yard rusher Matt Stafford ever had as a member of the Detroit Lions? A 1,000-yard rusher? Yes, the only one. A thousand or a hundred yard rusher? No, a hundred yard is only eleven times, but a thousand yard rusher in a season only happened once in his career. Can you name that running back? I could not tell you who it is. Reggie Bush. When he had a thousand and six yards rushing. That's the highest he's ever had in his career from a running back in Detroit. They also have no they had never had offensive line too, I don't believe. So they wasted his career there. I feel bad for him. He's a great quarterback. People don't know that because they don't watch the Lions at all. But I'm, it's funny seeing on social media people saying, like, oh, he's not better than Jimmy G. He is um, 20 times better than Jimmy G. Matt Stafford is elite. He's an elite quarterback. He's a top eight quarterback in my mind. Just in a bad situation. But for his cap, uh, five-year, $135 million as a contract. This one gets a little bit tricky, though. Um, if he's on the Lions for week one, his cap is $33 million. The dead cap would be $19 million. So they do trade and they do save some money. They have a net cap hit of $14 million, So they, get, they gain $14 million for free agency to rebuild this team. But if he gets traded, his cap hit goes down to $20 million in 2021 and $23 million in 2022. However, it's thought to be that the contract will be will most likely get restructured. They'll you know, add more years, maybe more money to his deal. Um, he's only 32 years old, turned 33 this month. But he... he he went in the NFL at age 20, uh, so he's still pretty young, and we see quarterbacks can play to 40, 43 right now, so he might have you know, at least five to eight more years in his career, hopefully, or five more years more likely. Um, but yeah, is he a 49ers target? Yes, he's definitely a 49ers target, and I think he's probably the most likely of these QBs. He is definitely the most likely of these QBs to be in the Niners next year. And I do think that there's a better shot that he is on the Niners than he is not on the 49ers next year. And if you add Matt Stafford to this 49ers group, where he can throw the ball downfield to Brandon Ayuk, who's open all the time, George Kittle, uh, Debo Samuel, who can not just be a you know like a gadget type guy, who can actually go down the field and catch some deep bombs. Uh, they do need to draft a, a they probably need to draft a receiver. Um, maybe if they if they're able to keep their first round pick, can draft Kyle Pitts, uh, making like a big body receiver, tight end type guy, because Kyle Pitts is just insane. He's probably the best skill guy in this class, I believe, uh, which is saying a lot because Devontae Smith, but Kyle Pitts is like 6'5", can play tight end, red zone receiver, can play out wide, can play even in the backfield too if you need him. He's that versatile. Um, so, yeah, he's most likely most likely team for Matt Stafford. Well, first, do you believe you believe he's the 49ers target, right? Um. Yeah, I think he's the 49ers target. Uh, will he be dealt? I think the odds of it – um, but I should talk about the odds a little bit later, but I think it's uh, I think it's still up in the air. I think it's still a little early. Obviously, we still have a lot of time until free agency actually starts. Um, 
So you think or, he's you know, so you think it's not options is. So you think it's not for sure he's get he gets traded? No, I don't think it's to the Niners. Hmm. I think it's to a different team. I I'm pretty sure he get, I, I'm pretty sure he's getting traded again. He might want to go to the Colts. He might think that's a better situation. But for the Lions, unlike Aaron Rodgers, where we said you cannot trade him in the division, if you're the Lions, who gives a shit? You can trade him in the division. You're not going to be good for a long time. So it doesn't really matter. You have to get the best deal you can. And the Niners have the best. Well, if you, if the Broncos don't get involved, the Niners seemingly have the best offer to give. They can give up just 12, 12 and a third right there. They get them. Um, you had 12 and 7 to the Lions. They can trade those two picks to get up at higher in the draft. They draft the quarterback. Or they can stay at 7, draft Trey Lance, then draft the receiver at 12. Um, but yeah, he might, you know, he might just want to go to the Colts. You never know. But I do think he gets traded. I just don't know what team. But, you know, we're in the business of making predictions here. So I'm going to predict that his most likely team, well, on the sheet, I said 49ers or Colts. Colts don't have a QB. And my reasoning for that is that they might offer two first round picks. Because they might be more, you know, more um, inclined to do so. Because they don't, they don't have a quarterback really. We don't know anything about Jacob Eason. You add Matt Stafford to this team, they're going to be very good. Maybe Super Bowl contenders as well. Um, and they might be better than the Bills. You never know. But for the 49ers, I think the most likely team he's on next year is the 49ers for me. And a likely deal for that. Uh, tell me this is. Tell me if you do this. Uh, Stafford to the 49ers for the 2021 first round pick, 12 overall. And a 2021 third or a 2022 second round pick for Matt Stafford. I think it's uh, it should uh, it should suffice uh, with the first obviously being a 12. Um, the Lions already do have the seventh pick. Yeah. So I mean, you add 12 and seven. I mean, if they do want to, uh, if they do go on a trade, right, Matthew Stafford, they do have a chance to. Um, move up in the draft to get a top-tier quarterback if they would like, yeah. right? Um, Major up to two. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean... The Jets pick. But, yeah, like like I said, we'll see. Obviously, yeah, there's so much time uh, There's so much time still to, uh, to see how everything develops. And, you know, you know, we get all new word every single day about what's going on. Um, but I think I think he does... I, I think he does get traded. Does it to, to Niners? Probably not. Um, I, like, I like the Colts pick um, there to be traded. I think that's a really good uh, spot for them. Again, out of conference as well. Because, um, you know, some people like to do that as well. You know, out of conference instead of yeah. uh, in conference. Yeah, that happens. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I definitely agree. I, I mean, I, I, mean that's, I think that should be pretty fine. I mean, 13-year yeah. vet, um, a first and a third or a second in 2022, I think – I think that I think the third in the 2021 drafted, I think that's pretty solid yeah. uh, picks to give away. But yeah, I definitely agree. And plus, I mean, it's a case by case basis. If you trade a guy in division, trade a guy in a conference for if you did, I mean, it's a case by case decision by trading a guy in the conference or not doing that. The Packers, you can't do it. Lions, you get the best deal possible, but they may not want to do that. But I do think that if Stafford says, "Hey, I want to go to the 49ers," they'll do anything. They'll do everything in a, in their possible way to get him to the 49ers because he's the heart and soul of that franchise. Um, he's the best quarterback they probably ever had. Um, he just, you know, that is ruined his career. But the good thing for the Niners is that if they offer 12 overall, the, the in order for the Colts to beat that offer, if you go by the point system, they would have to offer a first, a second, a third, and a future second to beat the 49ers' 12th overall pick. So do they want to do that? We don't know. They might want to because they don't have a quarterback, but we shall see there. But that is the four quarterbacks 
most likely to go to the 49ers, most likely to get traded. Uh, so the most likely is Stafford to me, less likely, no chance is Aaron Rodgers. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's our quarterback and cap hit analysis. Yeah. Like I was saying, um, we do have some odds here that I found on where Watson specifically and Stafford will play next season, uh, per bet online, these quarterbacks, next teams starting with stafford the colts who are three to one who we already mentioned the 49ers are seven to two in those odds and the broncos uh who are nine to two um which makes me bring back memories about how peyton manning was choosing on where to be and one of the options was the niners and the other was the broncos if you went to the niners Uh, they went three super bowls in a row and then and then peyton manning uh eventually won a super bowl in denver Um, so it's you know and then Deshaun Watson, uh, a couple more teams uh, here. The Jets are fifteen to four. Uh, the Dolphins are four to one. The Panthers are fifteen to two. The Niners are eight and one. So are the Colts and the Saints uh, for Deshaun Watson. The Saints is uh, pretty interesting. I wonder why they would put that down there. There's no shot because they're ninety million dollars um, over in cap. Yeah, so there's no yeah, there's just no shot. I don't understand why that's on there at all. But the Panthers oh, yeah, though, Sean Watson. Um, but yeah, uh, I agree with Jake. Uh, Rogers probably going to stay, and so as Carson Wentz is going to stay as well. That's why they are not uh, play. There are no bets placed on where they will be ending up. Yeah, it was funny though how one Miami reporter said the Jets, and every news outlet said, "Oh, he wants to go to the Jets," even though the Miami reporter has no ends of Deshaun Watson, and usually his reports are wrong. But the Jets are a good choice for Sean Watson. The Panthers, though, is interesting, though. You know, they have, what's his name? Um, oh, also, not a free agent, Did Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel's a free agent. He'd be perfect in the Niners, but they can't afford him. But he would be perfect uh, for the 49ers. But they do have, you know, the guy you said, um, McCaffrey. Um, they have DJ Moore, they have McCaffrey. Robbie um, Anderson had a great season. Um, so the Robbie Panthers Anderson are interesting. Well. Yeah. Never thought of the Panthers. Um the Saints, though, there's no shot because they're ninety million dollars over in cap. The Colts, same division, no shot. Um, Dolphins and Jets are the best choices, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I've had. Well, I don't have anything else to add as well. So, uh, thank you for listening to the podcast with your co-host James with Jake, episode one twenty-two. Follow us on Instagram at the BA Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at BA underscore podcast one. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Spotify. And also follow us on SoundCloud app, but also subscribe to us on the podcast app. And this is episode 122. But yeah, make sure to subscribe, like, share, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe to 50 times to gain the system. Electric Lumber being the industry for the past three years now. So again, the top 200 podcasts worldwide. We will take top 200 podcast sports for recreation. So you guys in the top of your podcast sports, if you guys in the top of your 200 podcasts worldwide, we'll give you a high five. I think I butchered that, but whatever. Uh, that's all that for today's episode. James? You were in a parking lot earlier. That's how I know you. Verdonsk. Verdonsk. Bye. Bye.